Welcome to Celebrity Network. I'm Lena Valentine. Today we'll be listening to the conclusion of the conversation between Terry Moore and Jane Russell. Jane talks about the making of the Howard Hughes film, The Outlaw, and tells the real story behind the infamous Brazier episode. Terry also gets a good laugh when Jane retells a very funny story involving some servicemen and Richard Egan. Listen now to the conclusion of a great conversation between these two delightful women. want to ask you what it was like working with Walter Houston on The Outlaw. Such a great actor and such a wonderful man and the father of John Houston. Just super. Because he had done plays and you do them for weeks and weeks, you know, it didn't bother him that Howard was taking so long and doing... He would t- do take after take after take because he really didn't know what it was he wanted, and then he could look at them later. Jack Butel had to do the scene over Doc Holliday, that's Walter's burial, uh, over a hundred times. Oh, my gosh. So Howard you know, Hughes was really tedious to work for. Well, he wasn't really a director at all. <laughs> know what he wanted he was going to do it again and again and it just drove you crazy but um thomas mitchell just had a total fit he came in and stomped up and down in front of howard hollered and carried on and howard looked up at him he said oh did you say something tommy (laughs) walter's over in the corner laughing his head off and jack and i went over there and we're Chiffon-like. Yes. Right. Not even chiffon. It was a jersey. 
Jersey, yeah. Looks Jersey. like so anyway you can Clingy. see you can see the seams in my bra. Right. Through that blouse. You know, uh-huh. and it he didn't like that. So he was way ahead of his time and we've got every kind of a <laughs> seamless bra today. But he you mean he invented the first seamless bra? Well, that was what he was trying to do, mm-hmm. and he, he was getting somebody to to make the bra, you know, and have no seam in it. Right. And and it's, uh, he was way ahead of his time. And so he but, did design it, and you did wear it. Well, no, no, no. I put it on, and I knew what he was trying to do. I could understand that so i took that bra off and threw it under the cot in my dressing room (laughs) and the wardrobe girl with me said oh i'm going to get fired i said he'll never know the difference (laughs) and i put kleenex now they keep saying i put tissue well Uh tissue would make wrinkles you know of course it would i put soft Kleenex over my own bra and went out with the blouse on. And mm. they looked and they looked and they looked and uh, it was fine. They oh, that that's wonderful. Said, oh, that's uh, grand. Jane, of all the leading men you worked with, what was your favorite? Who was your favorite? Oh, how are you going to have a favorite? I, had I know. <laughs> Robert Mitchum and Clark Gable and Richard Egan. Oh, wow. It just went on and on. They were all sweet as could be. And Bob Hope? Yeah. Oh, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven when I worked with him because the the outlaw had taken so many take after take after. And then I did Young Widow right after that, and we had three different directors on it. Oh, my gosh. Nuts. And it was a stupid, I didn't like the story at all. Uh-huh. And so when I got to work, the next one was Bob Hope. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. Oh, I can imagine. And one you stayed take. All they really life. went wrong. They did, too. I Who? thought, oh, man, this is the way you make pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you had laughs between takes. You could laugh all the time. Oh, sure. Of all the leading men, who was the best kisser? <laughs> Somebody in an audience asked me that one time. I was in the desert with Bob Hope, actually, and some other people. We were doing some little show, and somebody hollered that out, and I said, Oh, Bob Hope, for sure. That soft, flabby mouth, you just melted into it. And <laughs> Bob came out on the stage, and he says, I wasn't even trying. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even trying. Oh, God. Ryan. <laughs> oh, I love him. He is so beautiful. But I think you had so much fun with Richard Egan when you made movies with him. Oh, I had a wonderful time. We were fighting from day one. And, fun uh, fighting. Yeah, well, well, we were fighting, you know, and uh, other people thought we were serious, but we weren't at all. We were just, we both adored each other but we just battled back and forth all the time it started because i was helping the uh, the producer, uh-huh. producer. and he, he was a, an old friend of mine and he had worked at mca in the story department and he said now listen it was the first time he was going to be able to produce something and he said if you'll help me 
we'll get a writer and we'll take this dumb story and we'll make it interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I was the one that had, I said, that guy, Richard Egan is his name, and I had only seen him in a, as a bartender. And mm-hmm. uh, I said, he's very, he's good, and he's got a beautiful voice. And anyway, so it was called Underwater. And we were supposed to be married and living in a boat. Mm-hmm. And both doing underwater work, you know. And right. I said, he's, his hair is so dark, it would be better if he could have a few blonde streaks in it. Mm-hmm. And so he was sent up to the beauty thing and <laughs> hair guy and that idiot bleached him right to the core oh no and richard was screaming because it was hurting so bad and i'm over in the corny thing oh, oh God, what have i done you know how can that be right and, uh, so that started our back, bitching back and forth, you know. Oh. We had to go out on and get tan on the roof of the building and so that we'd look like we lived in a boat. And well, Let me tell you, Jane, I don't think I've ever told you this story, but Howard, Robert Wagner and I made a movie called Beneath the Twelve Mile Reef. We did a lot of underwater scenes, but what we decided to do was for Modern Screen Movie Magazine back then, was to do model bathing suits underwater. So we, we did have these kind of love scenes underwater. We would just, they were for stills for, for the magazine. So I did all these beautiful underwater stills in a, in a bathing suit. And I showed them to Howard when we were married. And he said, he said oh, I can just see uh, Jane Russell underwater. I'm, and he called up right when I was with him, told his writers to write a movie called Underwater. That was an original story. Because he got the idea when he saw all of these pictures of me underwater, you know, uh, with Robert Wagner and modeling bathing suits. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yes, that is. <laughs> now, one other question. Our fans w- are so interested in knowing what you're doing nowadays. I know you've just been to London, and aren't you going back again? And what do you do over there? And aren't you dancing and singing still at, at a club? Well, it's a hotel up here, and we just started doing that because there wasn't very much for older people to do up here. And, and, and up here uh, is in Santa Maria, California. Yeah, and we all hate the music of today. Cause mm-hmm. we, you know, we were raised in the 40s. We know what it's like, a beautiful band and, you know, harmony and <laughs> singers. And we just started doing that in a restaurant first. There were only three of us. By now, we've got 10 to 12 different singers that are local people, but they're all good. We had first, I knew the thing we had to do was find the right piano man that could play by ear, knew the 40 songs, and mm-hmm. could play in the different keys mm-hmm. for women and guys, and you know. And we did so you all get that. up and, and sing and entertain? Uh, they've now put us in a hotel in the bar, and they made a little stage thing. And you, each person gets up and does two songs and down, and up and two songs and down. And what the, fun! They gave us a, a bass guy too, so only the only ones paid are the piano man and the bass. Wonderful! And that room, that room is jam packed. They have to come an hour early to get a table. Oh, Jane, and you have a great time. Yeah. And yeah. we don't 
finally do it. We we tried to do it once a month, but it was just too much. Mm-hmm. So we do it twice a month instead of every month. So we do it on the first and the third Friday. And we mm-hmm. start early at 6 o'clock, and we finish at 9 so people can go home and go to bed instead mm-hmm. of staying up till midnight. And then I know you go to London about twice a year for David Guest, who is married <laughs> to Liza Minnelli. And what do you do when you get to London? I know you don't fly, so you, you take a train to New York, you take a boat to London, and then what do you do when you get there? Do you sign autographs or what? No, no, no. David David Guest is there. He's now living there. Right. And he thinks I'm his other mother. Okay. <laughs> because David used to send us to charity things and a whole, bun- a whole bunch of older stars. Uh-huh. And put us all on a plane and we'd go to whatever, Cincinnati right. or and, uh, wherever he was, they were going to do this charity show. And he would have a party for us. The night uh-huh. before, so that we could all see each other because, you know, everybody lives so far apart. Right. And then the next night, he would put us all around at different tables so people were going to pay more so they could sit by the stall. Oh, okay. And it worked beautifully, and that's what he well, did. And he made money for the charity and everything. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, listen, darling, this has been so, always so great talking with you. I love you much, and I'll talk to you later. All right, honey. Have a beautiful day. When I see you sometime, ask me about Richard Egan, because I've got funny stories. Well, tell me now. We went out to dinner one night with some other people. but We weren't together. It's just that we were in, there were about four or five of us. And it was a restaurant, but it was also had a big dance floor, and uh, there was some music, and there was a long, long table of Marines sitting on the dance floor over there, but slightly off of it. We were sitting a few steps up on a side thing. Uh Well, a guy came up and whispered in my ear, and I looked up at him, and I said, oh, no, but thank you very much. Maybe later. And he said, okay, and he turned around and went back to that table. And I, <clears throat> Richard said, what did he, who, what did he want? And I said, oh, he just said if you were bothering me, he'd be happy to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> and he, he what? And I said, excuse me, I have to go to the ladies' room. And I got up and went to the, <laughs> to the John. And when I came back, Richard was over at that table with that guy. They were both standing up at the end of it. They had drinks in their hands, and they were clicking glasses. (laughs) All the guys at the table had glasses, and they were holding them up. And he finally turned around, and the big smile on his face went, what? And he walked all the way back to that table. He says, that guy only asks you to dance. (laughs) Oh, is that what he wanted? (laughs) And he says, and you just cost me about a hundred bucks. I had to buy everybody at that table a drink. (laughs) He's gone over to invite the guy outside, you know, going to punch him in the nose. 
God, that's so much fun when you can do that and have fun with somebody like back and forth like that. We oh, did. thank you for sharing that story. Oh, that's beautiful. Anyway, darling, I'm going to see you next month, and I love you much, and I'll be talking to you in the meantime. Okay. okay. I love oh, you. Bye-bye, honey. I hope you have enjoyed listening today. Please join us again for more conversations with celebrities in film, stage, literature, and more, brought to you by Celebrity Network. For more information and our store, visit CelebrityNetwork.com. And thanks for listening.